Hi, everyone. Hello there. I, I think technically it's your week. It is my turn. <laughs> Hi, folks. How's it going? I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't either. <laughs> but I like it. Welcome to Cracker Classics, a weekly podcast in which we take a classic movie and watch it and greatly regret our decisions. Not always. It just depends mostly. on what we have chosen. <laughs> There's always something to regret. Always. Oh, yeah. Let's see this week, though. I'm... Yeah. This week, we're watching High Noon. Yay. Yeah. Been a minute since we've done a Western, mm-hmm. so... And I've never seen this one, but I've been never wanting to I. for a yeah, while. Yeah, I it's... read up a little bit on it, and I'm greatly intrigued. <laughs> it's one of the classics for people that like Westerns. It's one of the best Westerns of all time, but John Wayne hated it. Ooh, I'm excited now. He considered it the most un-American movie I've ever seen. Ooh. And the reasons why are kind of interesting. Really? I guess this movie is sort of an allegory against blacklisting in Hollywood. Ah. So this is the early 50s this came out. And yeah. The... 52, right? Yeah, 52, 53. Yeah. yeah. And... And I don't know what the allegory is or what, what we're supposed to glean from it, but it apparently speaks out against blacklisting. <laughs> and, of course, John Wayne was all like about blacklisting. Yeah. <laughs> it was all about opening those closets and tearing people out of them. Mm-hmm. While his own wardrobe was kept locked tight. Mm-hmm. We're speculating at this point. I mean, don't know, don't care but much about John Wayne and his innerness. Mm, nope. But we don't get John Wayne today. Thank you. <laughs> we get post-Fountainhead Gary Cooper. Ooh. <laughs> you like how I framed that? Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I was just thinking about Fountainhead the other day. Uh, lordy. Anyway. There sounds like there's kind of parallels here. Standing up for what you believe in or something. Holding your ground. The the little I know about this movie is bad guys are coming to this town at noon on the noon train. And Gary Cooper is the sheriff who has to do something about it. Maybe get high, but probably not. I wouldn't think so. But yeah. I don't know. We do have Grace Kelly, though. Gotta love Grace Kelly. Gotta love Grace Kelly. I'm looking forward to this, and I don't think it's gonna suck. I know absolutely nothing about it. But yeah, I've already given you what I know, very, very little. And you have quadrupled my knowledge of Mm. the movie. (laughs) The only other bit I know is it apparently is not a typical Western. Ooh. There's very little, you know, gunslinging, cattle driving barbed wireness to it is is this is the movie that gives us the showdown on main street though right i believe so i think that's what high noon is is yeah at noon there's the everyone clears the streets and yeah you got marty mcfly with a furnace cover i'm sorry wrong movie is it though we shall see (laughs) i don't know we will count the number of deloreans we see in this movie I'm going to hazard a guess of two. <laughs> I was going to say three, so we'll see. Got to play the prices right game here. 
That's why I went with two. Oh, and then I, and I then guess you I just went totally over. screwed me. Yeah. yeah Unless over. it's exactly two, I lose. Mm-hmm. But don't we all lose on the prices, right? Eh, we lose when there are no DeLoreans involved. I was just thinking as a capital, unless you're a capitalist, you're going to lose the prices, right? Well. But side note. Let's not discuss capitalism in the nope. old West. Let's watch a Western. Unless it comes up. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll find out. Yay! We'll be back with intermission impressions. Pilgrims. <laughs> So the opening song gives us the whole plot. That's what it looks like. Yeah. It's his yeah. wedding day. And he's got to shoot a guy. Don't forsake me, newlywed wife. And she's sitting in a hotel and talks to John Waters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that that's a pretty convincing John Waters impression. I think John Waters got his whole personality from that hotel clerk. <laughs> This does predate no, John Waters. I'm pretty sure John Waters is the original, despite the timeline, just because it's John Waters. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I'll, I'll give you that. This is interesting so far. Yeah, I'm definitely digging it. Holy shit, a Western with intrigue and actual characters <laughs> right? and things happening? <gasps> Suspense and Char- plot. And... Oh my god, it's... yeah. Talking about guns, not just constantly firing them. <laughs> there, There is definitely a bit of Fountainhead in this, though. A little bit. Man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. But the rest of us are just way too cowardly, and we know what, what's gonna happen. So you go have fun with your principles, and we'll just all get the fuck out of town. Yep, very much. There's an odd dynamic, like in the beginning at the wedding, everyone's like, oh, Marshall, you're our best friend and we love you and we wish you the best with your new wife. Well, that's because he's leaving. I suppose, yeah, and and then he comes back after, you know, five minutes away. Well, because he heard Frank Miller's coming back to town. Right, but they still sent him off, and then he's like, no, I've got to go back. And no one liked that. He has legitimate reasons for doing so. Well, yeah. Um, I just don't get everyone else turning on him just because of he came back. It's not just because he came back. True. We are learning about his past, and the town. Yeah, there's there, there's a lot more to him. Like, the, the send-off was the send-off. And... Ceremonial purposes only. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, maybe not only, but mostly, you know. And there's a surprising chunk of town that wants Frank Miller back. Mainly for capitalist reasons. Yes. <laughs> Damn it, it's in here anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good reason to want the crazy guy back. Oh, he was good for business. Hotel always was full of people. Yep. Can't make yeah. that point in the saloon, though, because that was a pretty crowded saloon for 11 o'clock on a Sunday. It really was. Yeah. Speaking of Sunday, though, it was when he met that kid on the boardwalk and was like, why aren't you in church? And the kid was like, why aren't you? And he almost hit him. That was bullshit. Yeah. The fuck? He, he is kind of a loose cannon. He didn't I mean, hit him, which, to his credit, but he, he drew he back. He to. He drew back. Mm-hmm. That's 
I don't know how much credit I can give him since he drew back. Like, it's just hypocrisy at that its was finest. The, the instinct there. Why aren't you doing the right thing? Well, why aren't you doing the right thing? I'm going to hit you for pointing, pointing out, out that I'm a... not doing the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of question as to is he doing the right thing? Has he been doing the right thing? Yeah. Is he the bad guy? That's a very good question. I'm, yeah. It's hard to know. Is Frank Miller really a bad guy? At this point, that's all speculation. We haven't seen him. We've just seen his posse, which and we do is a know that against. he uh, was sent up for murder, was supposed to hang, and didn't. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Very life imprisonment and then pardoned, which also makes me think it could be any yeah. lot of things. Maybe Gary Cooper is the asshole. Maybe. But then you had the judge showing up and taking the yeah. flag off the wall and the scales and a couple of bucks and getting and the fuck, getting out, the of fuck out of town. Yeah, that's... I've, I don't know. I always kind of get the vibe that people knew it was going to happen. They said he was pardoned a week ago, but they just found out about it. Yeah. There's a minor conspiracy, perhaps. Yep. I don't know. I'm very intrigued. I like the Mexican lady. I like Helen. Helen. Uh, Helen Ramirez. I, d- I didn't write her name down. Mm-hmm. Business owner, badass. Yeah. Good with her words, too. Ooh, yeah. You should grow up. I'm sick of people telling me that. Well, then, then grow, grow up. up. <laughs> Real simple solution right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of refreshing to see a successful businesswoman in the Old West. Yep. And an interracial relationship, even. Yep. In the Old West. Apparently a few. Yeah, she she got around. It was interesting. The bartender referred to her as Mrs. Ramirez, and was or the hotel owner. It was the hotel right. clerk. Yeah. It was John Waters. John Waters. <laughs> Mrs. Ramirez was a friend of Frank Miller, or, or was a friend of, um, God, why am I blanking Gary Cooper's name? Will Kane. Will Kane was a friend of Will Kane, and before that was a friend of Johnny Miller. Frank Miller. Frank Miller. What? Oh, man. I'm just off with names, uh, as per usual. His his newlywed wife, though, is... She's an interesting dynamic in this. Yeah, yeah, I don't... I have a strong suspicion that he's going to shoot Frank Miller dead, and then she's going to understand why he had to do it and forgive him and all that. And stop being a Quaker? No, I don't think she's going to stop being a Quaker. The fact that she is a Quaker kind of throws her random <clears throat> things because like the main thing about quakers is non-violence yeah none of this gunslinging murdery high noon stuff yeah i don't think she's gonna quit being a quaker but i think she's gonna gain a perspective that she doesn't have at the beginning well, i don't know i think she might rub off on him that's uh, possible it depends on the dirty laundry And what gets aired in the next 40 minutes. Yeah. She's learning stuff about him. That's true, And is that gonna sway her view of him? I don't know. Because she's already says she's leaving on the noon train. Yeah. At least she was convinced to wait at the hotel and not at the tracks with the the ogglers posse. Well, that wasn't here five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) There's... We haven't yeah. gotten to the cringe yet. No. There's a little bit of cringe. A little bit. You may now kiss the bride, and gentlemen, I claim an ancient privilege. 
cream. Now I get to kiss the new bride, despite having just married her to someone else. Yeah, that's, um... It's very Christian of him. Gross. He was justice of the peace, though. It's not a religious-y thing. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, just a bit. At least we get Lloyd Bridges. (laughs) And his fabulous hair. Yeah. God, that man, his hair, forever. (laughs) Yeah. You ever had to airplane? Yep. Until he started sniffing glue, and then it started to go a little bit. <laughs> it was still thick and luscious and just... Mm. Anyway. Mm. Sorry, I'll, anytime I'm seeing him on screen, all I can think is airplane. <laughs> yeah. That's a personal thing. Just nope. gotta get past it. <laughs> totally understand. Totally understand. I keep waiting for him to start waxing. <laughs> just going off on... Whatever. <laughs> That'll come in the second half after he's been drinking. Ah, that's true. Because now he's quit. He's not deputy anymore. Nope. And now I'm just going to sit in the saloon so and drink. So he can just cause... sulk and pout like the child that everyone knows he is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, he threw away his job. He threw away his relationship. Yep. Whatever however study that relationship was or strong, I don't know. Yep. Seemed like they were living together. He was... Yeah. Staying with her. But she rightly threw him out. Yep. Give her credit for that, most definitely. Yep. Though I don't fully get why all of a sudden she's skipping out of town. Because she was a friend of Frank Miller. But can't she be a friend again? she was a friend of Gary Cooper. Kane. Kane. I remember the last name. (laughs) Yeah. But can't she just be a friend again? Or is that... Not in her interest. Not after she became a friend friend of Cain. I suppose. Conflict and of interest there. Kind of got to figure that he's heard about that, considering... Everyone hears about everything in this movie? Well, and half the people in town were still on his side. True. Someone would have let him know, Hey, dude, your girl's like going around with the guy that sent you up the river. Yeah. That, that That's going to happen. And... In the Old West, that's a pretty goddamn good reason to leave town. You have many reasons to leave town. Crazy Violent X is coming back, and you are uh, you were unfaithful with the guy that uh, sent him out. You know, you're right. This is the Old West. Women were property. Eh, thought of as. Yeah. I don't think she was property. Oh no, she's she was, owns a store and yeah, and she everything. is very. Um, I love her. Yeah, she's good. <laughs> I think the main thing I'm hung up on with her leaving town is her store, and she has, like... She sold it. ...roots and assets, and totally willing to just sell it within an hour and get the fuck out. Well, yeah. Based on what we've heard, her life is it could be in danger. Could very easily be in danger. True. Everyone seems like they're in danger. Well, everyone is in danger. It's the Old West. Exactly, yeah. You didn't want your life to be in danger, you wouldn't have gone out in the Old West. Nope. I don't know. I'm not really sure what's going to happen here. I made my prediction. And I don't Based upon the song. (laughs) Yeah! He's going to shoot Frank Miller dead, and then his wife won't like it, but she'll come to understand that he had to do it. I'm gonna go a little different. Yeah? I'm gonna say there's the 
Noon comes, he shows up, there's the standoff in the middle of the deserted street, but then the wife, last minute, comes in and convinces him that violence is not the answer. And in, in the end, he just leaves with her and lets Frank Miller take over the town. And That would be ideal. Welcome capitalism back to the Old West. That would be the best case scenario. Is Will Kane the communist in this? I have no idea. I, I've been trying to figure out how this is an allegory for Black Me too. And I'm lost. So far, all I kind of get... This is almost like the sequel to The Fountainhead if it took place in the Wild West. <laughs> like, Gary Cooper is the successful man. He's oh. made a name for himself as how he wanted to name it. But now people are starting to turn on him. Because it's not what they wanted. The worst comparison jumped into my head when you said that. What? You mean we moved from big money rustlers to big money, or big money hustlers to big money rustlers? Kinda. There's not much rustling in this. Yeah, but it's so a, far. an ICP reference that I'm sure most oh. of our audience will completely <sighs> miss. Same here. We're right over my head, and that's for good reason. I never saw big money rustlers, but big money hustlers was entertaining. Okay, if you say so. Mick Foley made a guest appearance. Oh, dear. It was great. You're really talking this up, aren't you? Goddamn right. <laughs> it was wonderfully terrible. Sounds like it. At least the terrible part. Uh, yeah. I just thought of another comparison that kind of did the same thing. Well, was going to do the same thing, but failed. There was Black Dynamite, and the sequel to Black Dynamite was going to be a Western. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just getting into terrible, terrible like, movies. If, again, if you say so, I'm... I do. Uh, I know Fountainhead was a terrible movie, but so far this is not. <laughs> I don't want to be making these comparisons to ICP. And to... Fair. I think this will be above that stuff. I hope so. Yeah. I'm, I'm very intrigued and keen to get back to this, so... If this devolves into Juggalos and Michael Jai White's exploitation stuff... Then this uh... is a very prophetic movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with no, that doesn't happen. If I see one face painted, though, I'm definitely mentioning it. Okay. Even if it's just proper whore's makeup. That was Juggaletish, right? Proto-Juggalo. Proto-Juggalo. <laughs> Take the way for the Juggalo. <laughs> Alright, we'll be back. As he assembles his Juggalo army. <laughs> well, you are more right than me, for sure. Yep, but I did not see that coming. No, but you were right. She kind of saw it his way. Yeah. That was really good. It uh, was. Especially just the end. Yeah. The end. <laughs> Just like the song says, not leave until I shoot him dead. So he does. 30 seconds later, fuck the movie's off. over. Yep. Yeah. It's beautiful. Shoots him dead. The whole town comes out of the woodwork. He throws his badge on the ground and they're gone. Yeah. And that's, oh man, that, that was, was beautiful. So good. <laughs> Can you blame him though? Nope, After not at all. After the last hour and a half of putting up with the people and their bullshit. Not one bit. It's basically, you're welcome, now you're on your own. Yep. Because, fuck off. 
Yep. Rightly so. Mm-hmm. I'm still having issues finding the blacklisting yeah. allegory here. I, I, I can nothing. pick up on illusions of things, but I can't... I don't really understand it. Because you kind of get the feeling that Will Kane was being blacklisted in a way. Sort of. I don't know. It wasn't outright, but no. in the end it was just him alone. Which yeah. is sort of akin to like being blacklisted. Because you've got no one. Well, yeah, it's, I guess it's the whole, like, um, I guess if you're getting accused of being a communist, no one will stand up and say you're not a communist. Kinda, or, yeah. Yeah, kinda. I don't know. I don't People know what the have fuck their... is wrong with John Wayne, though. That, yeah. That's far from the least American. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Clearly, he was way too wrapped up in the, the message of the time. I guess. Which, really, that message is... Not Stupid. important now. No. It's faded away. It doesn't mean anything to us now. But this movie is still amazing. Yeah. Holy crap. <laughs> I still watch this movie. Yeah, this is... I'm a big fan of this one. Yeah. This is going <laughs> high on my list here. Uh, great morals about personal duty, regardless yeah. of what other people say. Yep. If you think you're going to do the right thing, you should do it. Asterisk, of course, in these modern times. But in this situation, everyone yeah. said, get out. This is, you're just going to make shit worse. Of course, we'll just all run and hide while they set yep. us back five years. But you, you're just going to, your presence will make all of that happen. If you leave, there won't be no trouble. <laughs> yeah, but no. Since You're wrong. Stayed, what happened? You lost a stable. Yeah. Then maybe some of those horses if you can't get them back. Yeah. That was a little bit of bullshit there of starting to set fires. Yeah. But the corruption was dealt with, taken care of. By one guy. Yep. Mm. Trying to decide on the wife's motives. Amy, that's her name. She heard gunshots and immediately was like, I'm off this train. Yeah. That was all it took? Yeah, it was a little odd. You know, you talk about it, stuff happening, and you, you say what you think you're going to do when it happens. Yeah, but you can't know. But then it happens, and there. then, yep. yeah. I think that's sort of what that means of, I have my intention of doing this, but then that moment comes, and you don't do what you said you were going to do. This shit's different in the moment. Yep. This is a very in-the-moment movie i love that they did it in real time yeah that was really that cool. really added yep. to the tension yep and oh that was really good yeah stupid That's church though probably my favorite gary cooper oh yeah easily like i have an appreciation for him now that i did not before i was kind of felt he was like, a little overrated agreed yeah. but this was beautiful yeah it's well worth like it. Everything about it, just... And there's not even anything all that problematic. Not really. There's a sort of chauvinism-ish, but not really. No. Because you've got some strong women in here that kind of deal with that chauvinism. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of weak men. It's a lot of weak <laughs> and men. And then Gary Cooper. <laughs> and Gary Cooper, yeah. who for the first time I really truly see as a strong man. <laughs> <laughs>
When the fountainhead didn't come, make that come across, it was supposed it was to. So you were not supposed to right. travel. It was so not written right. <laughs> I, know. I, I know. Like, uh, that still pisses me off because I really do like that story. It's not that version. Not Ayn Rand's version. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but we can kind of put that framework on the ending here. I can see how Ayn Rand thought he should have been Rourke. Yes. For the first time ever, I can see it. That's standing up for your principles. Yeah. In strength, regardless of... Because he did it here. Everything. Yeah. He did it here. Very much so. Didn't in the fountainhead, but he did it here. <laughs> there was less whining in this. <laughs> I mean, there's whining in this. Like the damn church scene, which oh, kind God. of really was pissing me off. Yeah. You had a bunch of people who... They're in a church, number one, so they're trying to make seem like they're good. And yeah, there were good points on both sides, I feel. But then the end, the conclusion they came to was bullshit. Well, see, I there were a couple of good points on both sides, but there was a lot of wishy-washy bullshit about unrelated things. It's the problem you get into when you get any sort of large group of people debating things. So people try to shoehorn in their own agendas and ignore the task at hand. Yeah, they were having a lot of big picture discussion in there of how is this going to look? That was barely tangentially related yeah. to the issue. And yeah. But then good points made of, you know, remember what the city used to be like? Yep. A decent woman couldn't walk the streets in broad daylight. Yep. That was kind of pissed his friend turned on him there. Like, get out of town. Everyone said get out of town. Well, that's because he made the speech. It started sounding like he was good, like support Mm -hmm. Gary Cooper and all that. But I can't stop thinking about if you're not in town, Frank Miller ain't going to cause no trouble. Mm -hmm. Fuck you, dude. Yeah, he talked himself into... Like, fuck you. A lot of cowardice. Yeah. Coming up with excuses for not wanting to be a man, basically. Yeah. I hate to put it like that, but that's... That's what it is. Come on. And it's not like being a man as in the stereotypical idea of masculinity. It's what all those... The things that we do have issue with now are supposed to be pointing to. Mm -hmm. That kind of man. Not the perception of a man. (laughs) But what being a man really should be, and I'm going to go one step further and say being a human. Mm -hmm. So I'd say it doesn't even have to be a man. Nope. Because in the end, Amy was a man at that moment. To use put that crudely. Sacked up. Yeah. (laughs) She grew a pair. Yep. And even went against her own religion and took up arms. Yep. However you feel about that. We did learn why she was a Quaker. Yep. Literally seeing your brother and father killed in front yeah. of you. That's a good reason to swear off violence. Yep, absolutely. It. But there's a when, case to be made of sometimes you need it. When the situation requires it. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole discussion that you could, we could have on that. What requires it? What's the context? Is that just another excuse to resort to violence? I don't think so. I think sometimes if you provoked, I your best defense 
Uh, yeah. I get it. Every situation is different. I absolutely prefer mm-hmm. peace, but I will not abide a terrible situation uh, I will to not... maintain peace. Yeah, I will not peacefully let violence come over me. Exactly. I will peacefully sit back and let it happen. <laughs> yep. Well, I can't, I mean, I kind of do that, but that's in the grander scheme of things. <laughs> Just for the past <laughs> few years, of, well, sometimes I have to sit back and watch the news as... Yeah, yeah, happened. I have as well. It's... This really boils it down. It was simpler in the West than these days. Uh, we like to think it was. At least the excuses were simpler back then. Yep. Um, it was kind of weird having a discussion about town pride in the church. Right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh... yeah I've... I've... Don't be afraid to go against the group when they're being cowards. Yep. I feel like that could be taken out of context and misconstrued. But just because everyone else is wussing out, if you feel the need to stand up, do it. I hate to do this in the John Wayne voice, but a man's gotta do what a man's gotta do. John Wayne should really take notes on this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like John Wayne was that image of man. That, yes. Yeah. If I was just going to say that, he was that optics of the perception of what a man's supposed to be, but he never really was. Yeah. Whereas Gary Cooper in this, yeah. Yep. On the phone, in the end, one guy was going to be there with him, and he just said, fuck it, go home. Yeah. Take care of your kid. Always be closing. Which, in the end, that was the right thing to do. If it was just the two of them, and he was kind of the one who's starting it, doing the rebel rousing to get a posse together, it should have just been him. That way, if it did go south, it was just going to be him. I don't know. I got a slightly different vibe from that scene. I do feel like the guy begged off because there was no one else there. He would have stood with a larger group. Yeah, he did say that. But he did say, you know, I gotta, I gotta worry about my kids. And Gary Cooper was like, "Yep, fine then, go. I got you." There was a little punking out from him, the, a yeah. little bit, yeah. Um, less so because he actually stood up in the first place. But still, when it came right down to it, he stood up because he wasn't expecting to be the only one standing. Right, and that's a weird situation to get into. Yeah, I know. I've done it where I. Stood up and was like, yes, let's do this. Oh, there's like three of us. We're not going to be able to do this with only three of us. I mean, that's kind of excuse making, but it's also logical thinking. It's real easy to reason your way out of it in that situation. When it doesn't seem like... It's possible. Yeah. But of course, all these stories are supposed to be telling us that when it seems like it's impossible, that's when you have to do it even more. Mm Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if I buy that. Again, situational. It depends. As clearly demonstrated in my life, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> mine too a little bit. Everything yeah. is a based on the context. Yep. But ultimately, you should put the context aside for that moment and just do what's right. Mm-hmm. Because you know what that is. It's whether or not you want to admit it. And face it. And if you want to waste all the time coming up with the excuses for why it isn't. Well, the excuses keep you from having to do it. True. Be human. 
I like how you put it. Be human. Yeah, do right by others, regardless of how they think about the situation. And whether or not they're doing right by you. Mm-hmm. Because they that, were not doing it. right the by him. The whole town was not doing right by him. No. And he still did what was right by the town. Except at the very end, when he said, peace, y'all about. Nope, that was right. I, I'm, I'm totally down with that. He took care of the problem. The town can now do what it is going to do. That's true. They're getting a new marshal. His responsibility, it's not his yeah, You're right. his responsibility is done. Yeah. Frank Miller was still his responsibility. It needed to be taken care of. Once he took care of it, he is done and he can leave. It was Pretty slightly good. a personal matter, but it happened on his watch. Yes, the initial. Dealing with of Frank Miller happened on his watch. So when Frank Miller comes back around, that's still his responsibility. As long as he's still there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the timing was a little odd. He was kind of out of town and technically... I don't know. That it's, just threw a, an interesting dynamic into the story. Of, yeah. It's not really your problem, but it kind of is. But it's not really, but, but it kind of is. Yeah. And that but... made for a stupid excuse in the church of, oh, well, this is a personal matter between the two of you. Why are you bringing the whole town involved in it? Because the whole town is involved in it. Mm-hmm. Well, quickly, we forget the bad times of the past. Yep. That is an allegory for our next presidential election, folks. How quickly we forget how bad things were. Yep. Okay, I'm starting to get political. Yep. Probably wrapped this up. Follow us on Twitter at Cracker Classics. Visit us at crackerclassics.com. Support us on Patreon slash Cracker Classics. And if you get a wild hair up your butt, give us an email. <laughs> Crackerclassics at gmail.com. And watch High Noon. But please don't take pictures of the wild hair in your butt. We don't want to. No, see we that. don't need to know that. We'll take your word for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.